Another year's gone by I'm so glad you're with me The way you lift me up With the love you give me It's good to know that you'll be mine when days Welcome to the Orange is the New Black podcast, Season 2, Episode 7, Comic Sans. Uh, uh, Megan, do you have a, a synopsis for us? Yep. Piper starts a prison newsletter with the help of Healy and a few other inmates. V launches an entrepreneurial enterprise. Cindy's backstory is explained. All right, we get to see what Big Cindy's... It is Big Cindy, right? Yeah, we're going with Big Cindy. So, <laughs> is that what it is? Well, I've always written BC, but that's it... because it's Black Cindy is what they call her. But they, oh. but we always call her Big Cindy. Well, that's probably more offensive. <laughs> I just, I literally only remember she's there when she has a line or something, and I just call her Cindy. Yep, we're gonna call her Cindy. How's All that right, sound? We're gonna go with that. Okay. So we get Cindy's backstory. I think in every other episode that I've called her Big Cindy. I think you probably have. Oh wow! All right, no one's called. Uh, are are me we ever going to introduce ourselves? Uh, I'm. <laughs> I'm Mar- Martha it, Southgate. I'm Megan Haas. And I'm Rob Southgate. Okay, now we can get well, started. We were already, we were already going. Here. Well, yeah, All yeah, right. but you know what? We got to introduce ourselves. All right, it should have guys... been a guessing game. Yeah, <laughs> who's go. who? Yeah. What do you guys want to start with? Hmm. Well, one thing I'd like to talk about right up front is. I want to talk about Cindy's story. Okay. I, I think that this was really interesting. I found it... Uh, I, I Here's what I found interesting about it. I mean, I, I always say that. Oh, I found it interesting. But this is what I actually found interesting about it. I did not see the twist coming. No, I didn't either. And seeing her working as a TSA agent... And, uh, it's probably redundant, right? Uh, <laughs> but seeing her work as TSA, seeing her... Uh, Doing her job, seeing the confidence, the cockiness, all that stuff. The thing is, if she didn't have this desire to, like, steal things and work the system, she was probably really good at her job. Oh, no, she wasn't. She was terrible at her job. But but, but that's just it. She was so she was lazy heinous. and horrible. She was horrible. Okay, I was thinking. I don't agree. I, I actually had a different impression. Like, she seemed to be... See, because there are some people that are in control of their situation that use it for good and some that use it for bad. Mm-hmm. She was in control of her situation but used it for bad. So I'm saying, yeah, she may have been terrible at her job, but if a, a simple twist of fate, a simple readjusting of her perspective, maybe she would have been good at it because she did know how to work things. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I wrong? No, I, I, I think she's a very intelligent woman. But I wrote. I, I just think think it's funny because you said that about her work, and I as I had written, I put she worked at the Pittsburgh airport badly, badly. with an exclamation. <laughs> you know, and here I'm saying she did her job, and what I wrote is Cindy is TSA stealing, feeling up men. So I'm apparently you thought that was good. You'd hire her. Is that I'd what you hire her, you'd think. hire her for our podcasting company? Yes. That would be. I think I would. Meg, your is... job is secure. <laughs> the thing is, I think she like. Like you said, if she didn't steal, I mean, a lot of things she did would come off wrong if you got the right, I wanted to say customer, but the right person coming through could really damage her. Is that a career? I don't even know. But yeah, it, her job. We'll her job. Because, like, it could be a career, but with her, I don't I don't really know if it is. I think it's just a thing that she's just trying out for the 
time being. But I, I thought it was a fitting job for her, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I mean, that it made sense. It would make sense if she had that job for a while. Like I could see it if she changed some of her ways. That she wasn't terrible at her job if you take out the harassing people and stealing things. So, so, so how much longer? Things. How much longer do you think it would take for her to end up as a guard at the prison if she hadn't become a prisoner? Mm-hmm. I think I think that would have been a natural career progression for her. She would have gotten fired here, and then she would have been like, "I'm gonna go work for a prison." Yeah, yeah. As soon as that guy that she made the guns joke with, oh my um, gosh! As soon as he realized that he had a claim there, that's when she would be working at the prison. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. So we see her with her her mom. And, and I now, thought it was her sister. I completely bought it was her sister. I said that through the whole thing, and I thought, mm-hmm. kind of a weird age thing, but maybe the mom had the kid, yeah, mm-hmm. old, older, or you know, who knew? It never. Well, occurred my sister to me. was eighteen when my when our little brother was born. See, so I mean, I don't think that's an unusual thing. Your mom, or at least that's what your sister tells you. Your mom and her sister were were weren't they twenty years apart? My parents are trying 20. to have kids now, and that'll be 45 oh my years. Oh, gosh, shut up. Between. Ew, how could you even <laughs> say that without gagging? I just threw up a little bit in my, okay. in my mouth. I would hope so. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, I, the way she was with the girl, though, she acted like fun-time older sister. I got nothing beyond that. And she walks in with her iPad. She had a stolen iPad, and I kept thinking, I hope she erased the history. Yeah, she I was thinking that, too. Yeah. She didn't. She, she didn't. left all the pictures and everything on there. I thought that was a little bit funny, but yeah. And, and here we go again. Here's Cindy. Hey, it's perks of the job. It's like, oh right. my gosh. Yeah, I guess she was bad at her job. Yes. <laughs> just those bad two major. Giving. Those two major aspects of it. <laughs> just, yeah. just a couple of little infractions <laughs> that would get you arrested. Well, sure. and then she she says, "I want to take her out for ice cream." And and she takes her and and she sees an old friend who happens to be an ex-con, and she leaves her alone in the car. I'm I mean, thinking, that was unbelievable. Really, you're not going to even. T- I mean, not, granted, it's not good for her to be up there, but you sure as heck don't leave her alone. She's yeah. not the smartest. No. no, I was really nervous in this scene too because I thought I really thought something was going to happen to the sister. I did too. I thought that's how she went to jail. And it was really upsetting me. That That's the kind of stuff that, for, for me, it makes it very hard for me to watch certain things. Whenever mm-hmm. there's a child in real danger, you know, not fun like Friday the 13th when uh, Corey Feldman is getting attacked by Jason. That was awesome! Mm-hmm. <laughs> a young Feldman getting attacked by Jason, I'm in. But this, where it's this kid, she's an innocent, mm-hmm. Cindy's making bad choices. It's like, oh, God, what's going to happen? I, you want to know why? Because when... In Friday the 13th, that logically could never happen. Mm-hmm. It could, but it's probably not going to. This could. <laughs> well, and we know what the, the typical end is for a scene yeah. like this. And and so it makes right. it really unpleasant. Right, right. Not that not that I think they shouldn't have had it in here. I thought it was really oh, played it was well. Yeah. But, ooh, and it, it shows how, I mean, thank God for her mother, you know, because her mom's been raising her daughter and but it's a little weird that she's been saying she's her mom i mean yeah, i don't yeah. really necessarily well, although did go she say that? that yeah yes she did she actually said that now she also told cindy she got mad at her and said take her 
Mm-hmm. Just take her. She's not my daughter. She's yours. Take her. That was really hard to watch, too. Right. Because it's like, does anybody care about this kid? Now, you knew the mom knew that there's no chance Cindy was going to take her. Mm-hmm. I think that's but, why she said it. But yeah. what if the girl had overheard it? Right. That's what, the whole time I'm thinking that girl is not out of earshot. Mm-hmm. And she's hearing the woman that she thinks of his mother saying, she's not mine. You take her. Right. It's horrifying. That was hard. We're going to see her in Orange is the New Black Next Generation. Right, right. <laughs> Next Generation. The sequel. Well, we, we already have Captain Janeway in this. So right. Do you think it'll be uh, Seven of Nine will be the, the new uh, cook? Could be. That was a little Star Trek geeky reference. For yeah, you, that went right over my head. Yep, thank you. I was trying to make it over mine, but unfortunately I knew what he was talking about. Yep, yep. I like to posture once in a while. So... <laughs> This episode really was Cindy-centric. It had this backstory. We got to see well, wait, Cindy's well, life. There's another scene that was... that was With, with that? With, or? Yeah, where she they show her again back at work, and and she denies her child. She denies having well, yeah, a child. Yeah, I was going to say, she says, I don't have a kid. Yeah. Well, she technically doesn't. I know, but she, mm, but technically, she technically does. does. <laughs> I know. She doesn't have a kid in this. She has a biological child. Yes. Right. But it, when Nothing she said more. that, that was where we got to see what her decision was. When she fought with yeah. her mom and her mom said, take her, she obviously made the decision. I give up everything. I'm walking away. I don't even know if she ever went back to see this kid after that point. And I, I didn't get the, the, I got the sense that she was... Thankfully, at least, unsettled about it. She didn't make it lightly. She wasn't saying it joking. Like, she really looked like, wow, I'm about to say this. You know? Yeah, she did. She didn't, it didn't look like it was easy for her to say it. And that gave me at least some comfort that, it's that because she has a conscience. That, that kid's so much better off with that grandmother. Yes. Oh, yes. So, like, I think she know like... As joking as this character is and fun and obnoxious, I think deep down she knows that she can't take care of that child. Yes. Right. I agree. Without right. changing her ways, and she doesn't want to. Yep. Now, the or other can't. part of Cindy's story here, I think we, we need to backtrack because it ties into the whole V story. Do you guys want to cover V Let's at this point, v. or yeah. do you want to cover other stuff? Let's okay, do v. v. So she's got all her whole team rolling cigarettes in this episode. <laughs> She's got a little factory assembly line thing going on. She can't go anywhere without... It's so much part of her life. Yeah. This business gene of hers, I guess. Yeah, yeah. She's she's an an entrepreneur. entrepreneur, You can't not see it everywhere you go. Yeah, and it's in her blood. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, once again, we were talking about using it for good or for evil. She can't seem to use it for good. No. No. It has to be ego-driven, and it has to be something that's not legal like she she doesn't open up a franchise and make everybody work really well and make money and give back to the community she gives back to the community by hiring more drug dealers and making them drug dealers and being mom to them right it's weird man she's like a a dysfunctional but she's like a moral dilemma as well because at one point she i mean tasty didn't get too far but she did put a roof over her head and that the one scene where they're having dinner together. Yeah. Right, like right. they're just yeah, so she's playing mom. And she's funny. gonna be such she would be such a good parent. Yes. If it weren't for the entire drug ring. <laughs> Once again, just like Cindy, if it wasn't for that one thing. That well, one and, major and, part that's really bad. 
And really the other bad. thing that I I found this to be interesting as a I, I've I've been a, a a business owner a few times over, and and her team they're not even out of the box yet. They're just starting this little organization. Yeah, yeah. And V has has created the entire thing. And her team is already arguing about how big V's cut is. Right. And I thought, oh my god, we've been there. That is uh, that is the hardest part of Martha being and an I owner. are entrepreneurs. We have had businesses, but it is hard. And it's to like be the, the first thing that happens so often. Is, so we sympathize with V. They all want a. They all want to be equal partners, and you right. go, no, 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 no. Not not happening. So so on on a weird side note that most people probably want, would not have noticed, or they might have agreed with the team and thought, yeah, wait a second, V's taking too big of a cut. But I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, we're watching it going. V's the owner. She's the one making this happen. She's got you guys hired. Here's what you get paid. You don't get the full cut. But like I, I we were seeing the same thing. It was really interesting. So anyway, I didn't write that down, but now that you're saying it, that was really tweaking me during this. So, what are some of the things that we've got? We've got uh, Sophia. Um, no, she's not part of it. What? I don't know what I'm where I'm going. We've this got is called Cindy. exhaustion, is what it's called. Yeah, we've got. She's Sam. watching some other show. Yeah, I there think you go. so. Cindy and Tasty are her sales girls. Right. Well, before that, though. She that actually was something I thought was funny when they were talking about who's doing what. Now Tasty is perfect for sales, but before that, Suzanne wanted to be sales. Yeah, no. Can you guys imagine Suzanne doing sales? No. I mean, the first time things go south, she starts slapping herself in the head. Game over. Or she does something to a, to another inmate. <laughs> you didn't buy. She starts peeing on the floor. Right. I. I it, there's no way that that would work. But like but... at the same time, if she wanted to do sales in anything. A place where everybody knows who she is is probably the best. Exactly. Yeah, That's if she true. was going to dabble, if she was going to experiment and see if it was possibly a strength of hers, that would be the environment to do it this in. This would be the place. But, but why have her? would be the environment. <laughs> yeah. Why would you have that when you have Tasty, who she's a natural. Well, and, and Cindy, man, she's got... um. She's got them. Oh yeah. She's got people jumping through hoops. But I, I think that's why with Cindy, I think that's why my impression was she could be really good at her job because mm. she could. She's just got this thing that stops her, and it stopped her here too. Mm-hmm. She caused trouble here. Well, too. she's she's a little bit ahead of herself. She doesn't. She doesn't. This is kind of a a bad term, but but when you're an employee. You know, a lot of times we have to know our place, and and I have been guilty of of wanting to jump ahead and and act like I'm the owner and and do those things too. I I'm not always a good employee, and and so here I'm watching that. And Cindy, she's trying to get these people to do all this stuff. She's trying to make her own way and get her own uh, revenue flowing, and then not giving V her. The cut, right? And and it's like yeah, it doesn't not work that well. way, and that's that's never going to work out in your favor. So mm, no. I, I think that's what trips her up is that she's um, she has a hard time uh, being a follower, and she, that's why she didn't do well in the airport because right. she just yeah she, she was wants running her own business her there own too. Thing. Maybe that's just it. Maybe she should be an entrepreneur, but yes. but she's never been set on the right path with all of that. Right, and and we haven't we haven't quite figured out her skills yet. At the no. same point, I think some of these girls are just 
kind of the viewpoint I had, like when it, um, when this business start gets going, like you're in prison. Mm-hmm. You're this is a little tiny little trading game in prison. Mm-hmm. Right. And V takes it so seriously. Oh, yeah. oh and you this can, is V's game. Yeah, and like you can see some of it. Like it's it does it is a little bit more than just prison fun and games, but like it like some of these girls are viewing it as like, all right, this is something to do. Mm-hmm. Something to pass my time. We're not gonna get right. caught. And then V's looking at it like, you betray me, we're done. Right. And so like I think She's like a drug lord. You yeah. Know? Like she's really trying to run it like a a, a pimp. And at, yeah, and at the same time, I think Sydney's looking at her like we're we're all in prison. We're essentially right. in like <laughs> right the small little environment where like everybody knows who we are. Like no, like everybody mm. knows what we're doing and we're selling cigarettes. This isn't like we're trying not to go out there and sell to like the entire state or something mm-hmm. right we're, we're a crew of like seven people yeah, exactly that, that's you know easily 10 percent of everything here that's not very much i love what nikki calls it in this episode oh my gosh that was she hilarious she calls this v's business the negro league tobacco shack <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny and then I love that scene where she where she discovers Nikki discovers what's going on, and and who's who's working there and who's running it, and she gives Pousset advice on how to get tasty. And I loved this scene. She says, Pousset, you've got to make the boyfriend like you. Yeah. And and she said, anytime you have a, a someone when you're interested in your friend. You have to get the boyfriend to like you, and 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 it backfires every time if the boyfriend hates you, and and which so, is exactly what's so going on. So she's got to get V. She's yeah. got to go get V to to because they V hates her at this point, you know. Well, so and th- this was really well done. Also, when when Pusey did step up at one point to to get in with V, mm-hmm. you know, if you take it at face value, you might think, okay. V worked her down because I think that's what V would perceive it as. Mm-hmm. But the real story is she's taking Nikki's advice. Yep. I thought that was really well done. Yeah. And then when when Cindy tries to screw V over and doesn't give her her, her stake, right. um, she gets taken off sales and put in maintenance with Suzanne. And V then brings Pousset in. Right, right. Now that's the other key is you always wait and let somebody screw up, and right, then right. you'll get your in. So, <laughs> so what do we think of Cindy's punishment? Because frankly, talking about vomiting into my mouth a little bit, do you remember what Cindy's punishment was? Yes. Martha's making a blank stare. That's why I'm asking her. Mm-mm. It was she. She gave her all the use. Oh yes. Tampons. Oh my gosh. That was. Horrible. She had to get all the applicators. That up. really has to be separated. About the worst punishment. Well, the she could fact have. that Suzanne had been doing it that whole time. But do you think Suzanne thought it was the worst punishment, or just went like, "Well, like, okay, that's my job." Having no, okay, I, I don't think I'm spoiling anything, but having seen some of the other punishments, I will gladly take this one. I really, you. See, if you really think about it, it's gross. It's gross but well, you come, yeah. you come out pretty okay. Like you're out on the other end. Like I just need to shower and wash my hands forty times. <laughs> but and they're all, they're just getting the the applicator part. It's not. There's nothing. It's ta- I, okay. It, I'm a guy. So I know. in my world, 
it's all one big it's not horrifying mess and it's actually not that like it's not that it's not oh. that. it's just not that it's it's bad it's i mean not, he wants to dig through the garbage exactly. and do this but at the same time nope. It sounds it's terrible not to me. That it's not. It's not like it's the other part that's used. It's it's just the the plastic applicator. And the, I thought that it was genius to put the cigarette in there. Who thinks like that? V does. Yes, but that's that's impressive. It's very impressive, and you know, I it, it's not something I would choose to do. I would probably not put up a fight in front of V, but definitely not enjoy doing that. With that said, if V asked me to do it, I'd probably suck it up and do it. Yes, because the the alternative. So V's working her magic on you. You're one of the girls. Well, now. because the alternative is, is you're out. No, so, true. That, so, that's not the alternative. Well, I know, but I mean, <laughs> oh no. For me, that would be the that that would be what I would be concerned about. It's like I don't want to screw this up. Right. So right. I would do what I would know. You know what? I screw, I wouldn't have done what Cindy did, but but I, had I done that, had I had a moment of Where you screwed lapse in judgment, I would have said I will take your punishment, but just don't kick me off the team. Right, right. Okay. I would have said I'm out. <laughs> this yeah. is too much work. I'm going to go like read a book with Piper. That's how I would survive in prison. I'd like get Piper and be like, so what book club do you want to read today? <laughs> yeah. Is Alex writing you? You didn't keep that Valentine, did you? Oh my God. I would definitely be like the, like the person on Twitter who's like, oh my God, just, did you see? She looked at her. I would be that, but like in real life, I'd be like, okay, so I need to hear what Alex said to you today. Meanwhile, like people are like <laughs> doing all these contrabands and going to shoe, and I would just be over there running like the prison gossip column or, or like <laughs> Australia. Well, you like, know what? Piper does start a paper you could work for. Yeah, you know, Piper I would, and I would be besties. Like, I would be fixing every flaw in the entire prison system. <laughs> I would be walking around going, okay, the kitchen could work more efficiently. By you need to rearrange this. You need to. I would be telling. I'd have my oar in every boat, and yes, you would. I would be trying, including the guards. I would be trying oh, yes. to fix. Every, I would go into Healy's office and say, I can fix the. Oh, you know what? If you just moved your desk like this, you would be. Well, have you'd much be better. doing that until they got annoyed with you and put you in shoe. Because I'd because be like, so so. You would go to shoe so fast. You would be the annoying side of Piper. I would yes. be so so. <laughs> is what would happen. And you know what would happen? I'd be sitting at the like the table with Piper and be like. Why doesn't she just quit? Like, why doesn't she just stop while she's ahead? Like, we've got a great paper here. We could totally gossip about everybody. Yeah, no. And I'd be, <laughs> I'd be going, I can fix your paper. If you just, your, your format's off a little bit. Yeah, that's how my oh, brain works. My and if I had all, oh, that many hours a day where I wasn't getting distracted, oh, there it would be hell for everybody around me. Every you, Everybody would just, like, have their individual, like, look for when you walked in the room. <laughs> It would. We already it would do. Be bad. Well, and I'd have, and I, and I always something always happens when I, I'm like my own sitcom. So every time I go somewhere or I do something, things things happen, and yes. so I, it would be, it would, it would be like, oh gosh, okay, don't come over here. We're trying to have this. It would be kind of like if Homer Simpson was cast as a woman on Orange Is the New Black. There you go. That would, would be what we'd have. I would be the person that would either be like chatting with Piper or the person going to everybody going, all right, I'm bored. I'm yeah. so bored. You need to entertain me right now. <laughs> it would. I would be more like um, Parks and Rec. Oh, Cindy Nope. 
No, what's her name? Cindy? Leslie. Leslie. Leslie Nope. Yeah, no, I'd be her. Except. <laughs> but you'd be Cindy Nope. See, I yeah. saved the day. All right. So anyway, okay. <laughs> no one cares. No one no cares. No one cares about any of this. Um, okay, we're still on V. On v. Yeah, that was, was deeply fun information. It was. Well, and you know what? Here's, here's another really super telling V moment. Mm. When she sits down with her protege Suzanne because she's trying to build I loved this scene and and really she's playing chess with her but what she's doing is she's teaching her the long game yes she's teaching her to look forward she is trying to model Suzanne now how does she see in Suzanne that she is the one because to me her relationship with Suzanne was Suzanne was a pawn that she was using but Mm -hmm. here no this is our first indicator that she sees Suzanne as something more than that. Yeah. Wouldn't she see Tasty as something more than that? Yeah. And I know and- exactly what she sees Suzanne as. A person that she can pretend to teach and pretend to do all of this, but literally has her eating out of the palm of her hand. Right. I'm not but I think convinced it's that she's that. pretending. I, I, I see what you're saying, and I have thought that. But in this scene... She's she's really trying it, it was very to mold real her, with her, and she's really trying to to get her to get, go past her circumstances. And that could be the mom part of me, yes, because she's, she's saying, "I see you," and saying, "Hey, this could be the one," because I've got that mom gene going. Here. No, I and think her mom her, jeans. I, her mom jeans. I think her mom gene goes <laughs> as far as her. As her business, as her, I can't, I don't know how to word this. As like, it's her self interest. As long yeah. as it suits her, as it, her as interest, long, yeah. as long as it's benefiting mm-hmm. her, she'll be a mom. I honestly yeah. think if any of them came home as a kid and said, "V, I don't want to do this anymore," she'd be like, "Well, there's the door," exactly. and she'd be completely serious with it. So I think as long as she's getting her cut out of these kids. Yeah. And out of these people, she's going to return it with what they want, what they need. I sure, agree. sure. So I you're agree th- 100%. thinking it's that manipulative. I but I think that's an, an, here, a good thing. I don't it, think that's a necessarily oh, a not bad, necessarily thing. bad thing. But no, I think it's a completely bad thing. I think it's. I think, I think I'm think, on the opposite end of everything you're saying. I know, right but do you? But do you really think that they don't know that? Like. I don't think anyone in that prison is under an assumption that anyone else ultimately would care about. You know what I mean? Like, see, I, they, that's her. That's her game. That's her manipulation. She knows that these women, especially in this prison, especially Suzanne, wants somebody to come and talk to her and play a game with yeah. her. Because back when they were playing charades or whatever that game was called, um, Suzanne didn't get to play, and V. Mm-hmm. V is so good at reading people yeah. that she yeah. can pick out what these girls want and what they need, and she knows what we at what she wants. Mm-hmm. And if you give somebody like these girls the number one thing they require, they're going to do whatever you want, and they'll be true, loyal true. to so, a point. Yeah. So teaching Suzanne this this game in chess, she's basically saying like, "Look, I'm making you one of us. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, giving yeah, you true. things." So like. I, I think she just really knows how to play it because, like, there's no, I'm sorry, but there's no way in my mind I could see Suzanne learning this game, well, like this long game. What's interesting for me is that what she's building into Suzanne, 
stays with Suzanne, no matter where she goes in life, no matter what yes. happens, whether V is there or not, which that's why I'm saying it matters. What she's doing is important and it, and it, and it's, it has value whether what, no matter what, um, V's intentions are, no matter what her agenda is, it, it, ultimately Suzanne leaves with these skills and so yeah I when think it's she's a positive side effect I yeah, don't think she's it, intending to do it oh yeah and that's fine but I'm I'm all right with that because yeah. I can see that when she says to Suzanne don't just take the easy move right in front of you you've got to think a couple paces out you know like think a couple of moves away and those are those are things that that no matter what, Suzanne will always remember that. Well, and maybe that's where that was foreshadowing. Maybe Suzanne realizes what's happening with V. She does see a couple of steps further at some point in this series, mm -hmm. and she's the one that's V's downfall. Could be. You know, that could have been something that we just got laid in there where, I mean, it might take a couple seasons before we get there, but that might very well be what happens mm -hmm. with V and Suzanne. Yeah. So it's just it's just kind of interesting, but I do I do like that she's building into her whatever her agenda is. I think that that it's it's going to be positive for Suzanne because yeah, she's yeah. getting her some some of these unspoken needs met and she is getting things she's learning tools that will serve her well. Okay. I agree. That's all. That's all. I agree. I agree. <laughs> and that is all. I have to say on that. Yeah, I don't know how insightful I've been on this episode, so I'm just going to agree with both of you. Okay. So take that. So what should we move on to here? Megan, uh, your call. I'm really not the person to ask. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the old woman because she's a little sad. Oh, yes, let's do that. This okay. <laughs> the way I word about, let's talk about the sad stuff. Yeah, yeah well, in the last episode, we actually started to kind of talk about what happens here because it's so tied to that last episode. Remember the last episode is when she escaped and ended up at uh, Sideboob's gig. Mm -hmm. And here we see the repercussions of that. Well, one of the first things we see is Piper helping her eat. Mm -hmm. right. And she's sitting there and she just can't get the food. And I love that Piper saw her. I love that she... Right, that, that she's she, just not one of the old ladies that they just look past. Because that's, that's something invisible. that's been kind of a theme this season, is those old ladies have been just overlooked. We never even saw them last season. Right. Yet they must have been there. So yeah, that was really, really cool that she saw her and that she she took care of her. Mm -hmm. I think it's also because of her grandmother. Yeah, oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's definitely so, heightened yeah. her awareness. Yeah. And then, okay, so one of the... One of the other times we see the old lady is when O'Neill and and uh, I, what's that woman's what's his girlfriend's Wanda, name Wanda, Wanda Bell and and she says I'll move in and I'll bring the Vitamix. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I do, okay, I, I do love, love those guys. Yeah, I think they're cute. Yeah, they're well, I love I loved when they had their moment. We might as well talk about them for a second. When they had their moment and they made up. Yes, and she's like. I'm of a certain age where I can't wait on things. And he's like, I'm moving in. I loved all of that. And it made What was the second sense. thing he said he'd bring? The Vitamix and... 
I have no idea. They're just so perfect together. The bell or something. He said something, and I thought it was just. I just. I just loved that they already had their things. You know, right, like right. oh, I'll bring. I'll bring that right. back. Right. They, they were really planned out, and I also love that he admitted to her that it was just that he got scared. Yeah. You know that it wasn't like a big blowout fight, mm-hmm. or that you know, hey, I got cold feet. He just said flat out, "I got scared." Yeah. They just well, have such a true and honest relationship that it, it's just kind of like a breath of fresh air because yeah, it, they're just it so is. they're so like cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't think well, of the word. While they're kissing and making up, our dementia woman walks right out past them, and that's her why name, I brought up this. Yeah, yeah. Her name is her Jimmy. Name. Oh, Jimmy. Okay. Jimmy. Okay. So we can stop calling her. We're having name lady. trouble here. We have we have Cindy that we didn't know her name. Well, oh. I have I call her Phyllis in my notes. I have no idea. Phyllis. Why. Phyllis. Oh, and I'm right. like, I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up because I don't think they refer to her as Phyllis. Yeah, I just wrote dementia and kept putting question marks every time because I had no idea what it was. I just call her the old lady. The old lady. So she wanders off again. Mm-hmm. And what we see well she was they were supposed to be watching her very closely which they were until our scene with with O'Neill and uh and see now I get his name wrong every time too until those guys are are having their kissy face and they they stop noticing her mm-hmm. that's where she gets her moment to escape mm-hmm. but they were really keeping an eye because they wanted to figure out how is she getting out of this place i still say it's however that chicken was getting in but the, the the thing about this one that I did not know existed was at the end of the episode, they're taking her, this old la- the old lady, Jimmy, they're taking her to the bus station. Right. And and they're going to just leave her. Well, and, they, yeah, they, they called it compassionate release. I know. I didn't and know it existed. Did you guys know about that? No, I had no idea. Yes. Um, you, you did, did, Megan? Well, because Megan was compassionately released before. Yes. <laughs> No, it's because I just know so much about prison. No, um, I read the book. Oh, I forgot. Uh-huh. But had you heard of it before that? Oh, checkmate. Did you know of it outside of this no, story? No, because um, they don't teach prison a lot in high school, so uh, <laughs> you no. You take prison 101? I did I took it in college. I yeah, took you... business law, and they forget to... Re- to tell you the crap parts of prison. Yeah, no, they so, certainly did. I, I have visited a prison really though. Interesting. Oh, I have, have been inside a prison as a field trip. Okay. I was 16 and I got scared so badly. Was it scared straight? Was it that program? Yeah, it was a terrible job. No, it was um <laughs> business law and legal practices, and we visited a prison. And funny story that you could edit this out if this isn't interesting, but one of the people in the field trip knew one of the people in the prison. And they said, hey, what's up? And my teacher's face just turned bright red. And the guard said, you do not talk to one of these prisoners. And I was just like, somebody in this classroom knows a prisoner. And this was, it wasn't, it was probably a prison like um, Litchfield, because I think it was minimum security. And we got put through like, um, wow, so it could be somebody who did some minor infraction that was in there. Yeah, but we've got <laughs> we got taken on like a walk through um, the the people who needed maximum security, and it was just one of it was um, men and women prison, and it was funny how they treated them differently. You can edit this out if it's not entertaining. You can edit that part out too. They treated them differently <laughs> because the women got a Christmas tree because it was around Christmas time. 
and the men didn't. If they do something bad, they take the Christmas tree away. Maybe the men were Jewish. Oh. oh no! They explained it to us. They it's depressing. They explained it to us because around Christmas time, suicide rates go higher, oh. and the Christmas tree actually brings it down. But if they do it something wrong, it was more like the setup of the prison that Alex and Piper go in. Okay. Okay. The one in Chicago. Yeah. So it was kind of like one group eats lunch one time, one group does this. It was kind of like that. Was not a, it was not a small prison, but that is interesting. with the maximum security people, like some of them were naked, some of them were chained. They were in different uniforms than the rest of them. It it was a big prison. You got to see like where they went outside, and hmm. so they it was for it. Like now, it sounds like we're just kind of like staring at them, but no, it was more for. <laughs> Now wait, they were naked. Were they? Did they just strip their clothes off, or were they forced one, to be naked? One guy, no, one guy just he he was not mentally stable. Okay, yeah. so he just took all his clothes off. He was just sitting there naked. And at at fifteen and sixteen years old, when you're walking through this, we were kind of we half of us left like, okay, we need to watch a movie or something because I can't never I can't ever unsee that. Yeah, it, I didn't see it, yeah. and part of me like wishes I did. Um, because everybody was talking about it. but you I, like naked prisoners? Yes. No, <laughs> because we got back on the bus, and like I said, it's a bunch of 15 and 16-year-old students. We got on the bus, and everyone's like, did you see the naked guy? I'm like, no! What? Bummer! Oh, that is so but funny. It, that was covering up the fact, like, they slammed some doors shut. We saw a prison fight. Like, they nice. really, but it really scared a good portion of us. We were on the bus and we were laughing kind of like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh. Part of that, like, we're just going to joke about it because we're all dead. But, yeah. Yikes. That was <laughs> a long about way to say that I do know some prison information. Wow, mm. just not about compassionate release. Yeah. So the, the reason they were releasing her, to get back to that, was because she went into the... Well, no, I, that was very interesting, actually. But you, the, If it's not interesting, take it out. I will not. I loved it. But when she went... Dementia got in there. Now I can't think of her name. I want to call her Phyllis. Jimmy. Jimmy. I, thank you, because I called her Phyllis throughout every single review. I need to go oh, back. No. I don't know why I did Phyllis. Every review so, says Phyllis. Jimmy went into the chapel area where the stage is. I thought she sa- always said she was looking for Jimmy. Maybe. Yeah, she's always looking for Jimmy. Caputo is Jimmy. They might call her Jimmy, though. Oh. They might. I look, during this podcast, I went and was sneaky and went on IMDb. And it said Jimmy? Yes, it just says Jimmy. Ah, interesting. Maybe she forgets her real name. Yeah. Could be. They all just call her Jimmy because she's always asking for Jimmy. Well, so she takes a swan dive off the thing. Oh, so that she's, gave me chills. She, she's lost it. She's lost it. She's going to hurt herself. And that's why they do the compassionate release because Litchfield is in, they don't want the bad publicity. Mm-hmm. They don't want the attention. They're going to drop her off at the train station. That was so sad. It's scary. Because it wasn't about she's rehabilitated and should be released. It was, ooh, we don't want to deal with her anymore. She's going to get hurt. Let's just throw her out there. That was oh, horrible. Oh, so sad. Although she could now freely go and sit and watch side boob anytime she wants. If she can figure out how to get there. Right. I she think figured it, it out once. It gave me, I don't know, it gave me chills when she jumped. Just I just don't like broken bones. I don't think anybody likes broken bones, but when people break, oh, just... Just grosses me out. So when yeah. she jumped, I was like, oh, no, this is not going to be okay. And then when they re- 
turned her, released her, I kind of had Piper's face the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Not just because she's your BFF. But right? Not just because you were I'm sitting next to Piper. Piper. I you think were sitting I'm just, next to Piper gossiping. Yeah. It's because you had that. Ugh, it's just, why would they, I don't know. <laughs> I hope people watching this show just see both sides of it. Like, it's a funny show. Yeah. I right. just hope they see that we do have issues. As yes. does as does everything. Nothing's perfect, but right. we do, no system is perfect. We do have some things to shape up. Yes. Well, so Piper's trying to do that. She meets with it was how was that segue? That was really that was good. Perfect. Very professional. I, until you pointed until it out. Until I pointed, until it, you out. pointed it out. <laughs> so <laughs> Piper meets with Andrew the writer, and he wants to find the $2 million that's been misappropriated. And I loved Piper's line here. She says she won't screw up her position by playing high-stakes Harriet the Spy for him. Right. (laughs) I thought that was really great. Well, Piper's got it so right. This guy knows nothing about prison. Right. And you can tell that because we know all these people in the prison. Right. You can tell it because he wants her to sneak into Fig's office and steal things and then sneak it into him. Yeah, they they do a strip search. How is she going to sneak that in? Right, right. right. He's just got no idea. And she's got... No, I think he's seen a few too many prison movies. And she's got a decent thing going. I mean, most most people are... Are friendly to her, you know. She doesn't have anyone who's who's trying to yeah. Kill nobody's her been at on the her moment. floor lately, and and she doesn't have the guards mad at her. Like she's got a pretty cushy deal, and she's thinking, you know, you're going to tack on time to my sentence. You're going to screw up everything I have going. And Piper does not have a poker face. She's not going to be <laughs> able to handle sure. it. And and that is a hell of a lot to ask a person. Yeah. It just is. So uh, she, um, I'm trying to see if I have anything else on her. Oh, so yeah, so they start this newsletter, you know, so they're working on the newsletter. Which is a good cover for her. And Daya and Gonzalez are helping her. And, and I, I, like I think this. they're I like a when, fun combination. When when uh, Daya was doing her cartoons, which I like when she does that, and she drew the Healy, that was so funny. You got just a glimpse of that walrus, and you totally knew it was Healy immediately. Yes. And I like how he had no idea. And he just was like, that's a funny walrus, and he walked out. I'm glad it didn't hurt his feelings. I'm glad that he didn't see what it was. But what about when he figures out that he's the walrus? Well, maybe he won't. <laughs> okay. He can tell his wife because he's learning Russian. Right. Ah, there you go. Silver lining, Meg. And they're just going through this prison, writing people up, left and right. Yeah. Well, that's because Fig is putting pressure on Caputo. Right. And he's... And because they lost the old lady. Right. That's a big big problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... When you walk up, when you look up in a public bar and you see one of the freaking inmates and there are five. Oh my gosh. There are five guards sitting there. Four or five, six guards sitting there from the prison and you look up and see one of your inmates. Can you freaking imagine? I started laughing hysterically. I was like, you guys are so screwed. Oh, it was fantastic. But but then you know so yeah of course there's going to be. But I think Caputo is reacting the way he is. I mean he would have gotten upset, but I think he's getting pressure from Fig, and that's why he's upped this shot thing so bad. Yes. And, so and then he's also mad at at uh, I can't think of her name now Fisher. 
Yeah. And because of this situation, it's not that he's mad at her, he's hurt. And she knows that he's with Pushcheck or Joe. 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 Yeah. Joe yeah. And, uh, the electrician guy. Right. And he ta- he gives her like a double shot. I was like, well, that that's not going to win her back, buddy. Mm-hmm. But, but we've got... He, um, Di, one of them put, writes up Daya's sister and puts her in, you know. Uh, one of them, Bennett. Oh, that's right. Bennett's the I one that write writes that her up. Part. Because they're they're working him for for him to smuggle more stuff in, and he flips on her. And he has to, because they are... Well, yeah, they because are, they're going to keep going. They are pushing him. That was when they were trying to get him to bring in porn, too. Yeah. And they all got excited about that, and he's like, he just snaps, and he has to. Yeah. And he's so, like, Well, done. he puts the one in the shoe. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's pretty serious. But he tried to give her a shot, and then they talked back, and that's when yeah. he took her to shoe. He puts Watson in the shoe. Yeah. yeah. So... I wrote Ramos, but I made that name up, apparently. because nope, I'm, I'm interviewing Watson on Friday... Oh, interesting. Fun. So, puts Watson in the shoe. You're going to have to ask Watson about the shoe. Watson what in the shoe. It, what, what was your time in the shoe like? Yeah. Like, um, I, I'm an actress. I wasn't really... No, no, tell me. What was Piper really like? Do you see Piper and Alex off camera holding hands? You can ask her all those that, things. That's the part that I subdue. I sit here and think, all right, what am I going to ask? But if it was just me, like, over a cup of coffee, I'd be like, okay, so, season three. <laughs> Piper and Alex. What are they going to do? <laughs> I liked when Morello wanted to be on the news the newsletter committee. Yes. And and Piper asked her to write a beauty column. And was, I mean, how that perfect. Was perfect. This well, newsletter thing, you know, the guard I could I could see that the guards don't like it for for a reason. I mean, freedom mm-hmm. of speech is a kind of a privilege in a prison because of how many things could go wrong. But this gives almost everybody something to do. Well, right. and, and Healy likes it because it gives him uh, a little bit more uh, of a new start, you know, with the, with mm-hmm. the inmates. Right, he, right. He, it, it softens him. Caputo likes it well, because he's yes, hit up Piper. Piper sells it well to Caputo. And he goes, ooh, can you write an article about the guards? We're people, too. Yeah, Let's well, he's do trying a thing. To, he's trying to make them... He's trying to help with relations there. Yeah. But at the same point, I could see how that's dangerous. Uh, well, yeah, when they're making fun of Healy. Uh, well, not even that, because it kind of brings this community. It feels like a community newsletter, like they're on vacation or at some country club. Right, and, and you're they're in prison. In, they're, you're in prison. So at the end of the day, it's kind of, I can see why Piper wants to do it. And it looks like a lot of fun, but it kind of blurs the line between authority and inmate. Well, and it's not going to end well. It's no, not. no, it's not. There's no way it could. But in the meantime, it's bringing people together who would never have spoken to each exactly. other. Exactly. Right. And it's and it's crossing well, it's the racial us. lines. We're seeing good stuff as a result. Yeah. And what it, they should have done is made it kind of like a weekly newsletter just for the inmates and put like games in it or what they're having the mm-hmm. lunch menu kind of like a high school newsletter. Yeah, no articles or anything mm-hmm. they could have articles but nothing with the guards nothing that's going to get it taken away because by including these articles they're asking for fig to come in right. and, and say no no this is not okay and 50 percent right, right. of me agrees with fig and 50 percent of me agrees with piper so right. i'm torn on it I, I do want to point out something very funny that I I think it was Piper said 
to Morello that that it can be like Dickens meets Danielle Steele. <laughs> and I, I thought that was such a great way to put it because I don't know if Morello has any idea who Dickens is, right. but I am positive she knows Danielle Steele. I am so interested. I read an article on BuzzFeed, just being a stereotype right now, that was... It had all the books that they read in prison, and yeah. Le- Leanne's reading Anna Karenina. I'm like Piper's reading some really high tech books, but well, that, that was the one she stole from Piper. I caught. Yeah, that. and the picture is she's really into it. So sometimes I look at these girls, and I'm like, so they might have like this like deeper sense to them, and we're only seeing like twenty percent of them. Mm-hmm. Right. So well, and clearly Suzanne does. Yeah. And she, she may yeah. not be doing it in prison, but she's a learned person. Well, I mean, she knows an Shakespeare and other things. Interesting way to flesh out the characters. You know, that was something they did on Lost. Oh, uh, I love that. Okay, no, I love the first season of that show. Well, yeah. when when they, on else. Lost, though, they kept having having all the things. What's Sawyer reading? Who's reading mm-hmm. what? And if there were a lot of articles I would read online that went through kind of what books were brought up, what literary references were brought up. Obviously, this character knows this book because they talked about it in a way that was familiar as opposed to talking about character a character b and that's something that i've started noticing here too so when you said that i haven't seen that buzzfeed article but now i'm totally gonna go looking at the same time it's uh, minus the whole setting and situation it's very much the same environment for these people as lost and Orange is New Black. It's not an island, and that's not a jail, but it's these people who have nothing to do. Yes, it's these people who have nothing to do all day, and they have to learn how to live with each other. Exactly. And even on Lost, they start kind of getting these authoritative figures running over them. So it kind of you can draw parallels between the two. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So when they're talking about the books, maybe they did actually have time to read them and sit there and understand them. Right, right. So I have a question. Mm -hmm. Fisher in this episode is listening. You know how she's been doing the random Mm -hmm. phone surveillance. Did she find out for sure, does she know that Di is pregnant? Yes. So she knows who it is? Or just that one of the or girls. Or does she just is. know that one of the I girls? I thought she is. just knew that one of the girls is because they were talking about it, but she doesn't know which one. I think she just knows that one of the girls is pregnant. Okay, so I'm waiting to see how that plays out. Right. And then we've got Larry and Polly went there. Uh, see, now we had to wait till the end for that. No, one. no, we're not because I okay, have more. Okay, good because I don't mind them. I honestly, I don't do not care mind anymore. Them. I'm not. I, it doesn't affect me anymore. But. Because they went there. I figured it was going to go there. They yeah, went there. It's, and it's Now like, it's happened. It's okay. And whatever happens, happens so, from here on out. So I kind of went... see it, though, as the two people in Piper's old life are now occupied. Yes. yes. So they don't really need to bother Piper instead of, like, checking in here and there. But I feel bad for her husband and, their, and her child. Right. Because there, no, there are people in this situation that are not... A part of it, and I don't think that that's. I don't miss. I mean, okay. I see where you're coming from. I don't really feel bad because the kid's a month old, mm-hmm. and he's never going to remember it. And Pete is just not suited for this life. Yeah, he's. I mean, it's not ideal. It's not. Yeah, he's I, running away at every chance he exactly. can. Exactly. It's not. Works. Polly didn't marry Pete thinking, "Yes, I can't wait to divorce him once I have a month old child." He didn't right. like. She didn't do that. However. I I think this is the best thing to happen to them. 
I think that there are ways to handle that without being without doing it behind the person's back. Right. Yeah, so they did that wrong. In my opinion, I I think that um that it's it's not being it, it's not fair and it, it to, yeah. to him and it's not um this is not a victimless right right and well, you can't really say it's not know, fair to piper because piper is in jail so i didn't say about piper she and she and 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 he, he they're broken up right right she and larry are not together but it's her best friend. He's right. cr- they're crossing some really serious lines here. Oh, it's not going to end well and, as and far as any of that And she's married, goes. and he doesn't know. But he comes over with beer later, and it's so freaking awkward. So I'm hoping they don't show a whole lot of this going forward. But it's been done. Okay, we, I can move on. I'm, okay. It's fine, whatever. I don't but, mind it, but I, I think they obviously it's not a victimless thing. But it's like ripping the Band-Aid off. They'll get through it. Yeah, but sure. in the long run, if Holly remains with Pete, it's just going to be a mess. And if Piper remains with Larry, that's just going to be a mess. So in I the long agree. run, I think everybody just has to go through this pain and heartbreak, and like I said, ripping the bandaid off to yes. get to that better point. I do agree right. with that. Now we we've also we also got a glimpse of Figueroa and her husband, mm-hmm. and they're laying in bed watching TV, and he says, "I hate the elderly." Yeah, that's a great guy. And yeah. because they're screwing up his, you know, his campaign. And 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 he says we're the good guys, you know, or she yeah, does somebody. Yeah. You know, but I'm thinking wow. I just they're they're just disgusting to me. So I kind of I warmed up I love to, to hate them. I huh? like to hate her. I warmed up to her though because I think she went into this with good intentions and her husband completely manipulated her. Yeah. I yes. think all of her extortion is her husband's influence yeah yes i would agree done it she could have said no but but she has become part of his machine but i do i do love to hate her i do think she's great fun and i and i like when she's on and i got well and, and the other thing about her is you know you love to hate her but some of the things she does are not She's not a an evil character. Right. Mm-hmm. She will do things that are the correct thing to do Sometimes. and she'll be very clear about it. Mm-hmm. This is how this is. Mm-hmm. This is what we're supposed to do. It's just that thing where she's feeding her husband's machine that that really And she's you know, not she's not the boss. Right. She's right. assistant warden. We have never met the warden. Right. right, right. Kind of like in Holes, when right. like the warden's that scary person off in the distance. Yes, I love that. By now, the way. do you think I, we're yeah. going to meet the warden at some point? No. I, I think we I don't will think so. if she ends up, if something happens with Fig. I think so, if it's going to... It's going to take something major, and they, That's need, what I mean. they need to something cast them with... well. Maybe yeah. it's Wallowitz's mom. <laughs> I would love that. It's just a voice in the distance. Right. Healy! Come and wash me, Healy! It should just be a voice in the distance, and then, like, Leonard Leonard should, or uh, Avalid should bust in and be like, I'm sorry she's off her meds, I'm taking her away. (laughs) Continue what you're doing. That would be awesome and ruin the show all at once. Yes. The first time it happens. (laughs) I would love it. I would absolutely love it. Or if his mom ended up in prison by accident. Oh my gosh. (laughs) They should hire me. (laughs) I would give them the weirdest ones. We've got, we've now got Red 
here yes. that we haven't discussed, but we've got V and Red are, are battling for territory, and they each are doing different things. Red's got her contraband, and 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 V's got her cigarettes. Right. And and so Boo goes to Red, and she wants matches, and she tells Red that V has cigarettes, and Red says, uh-uh, I am cutting off the supply of matches so that it sh- it, ha- or it hurts V's yeah, business. Yeah, so it hurts V, yeah. But well, it was just a t- it was the matter of time before these people went to Red for something to deal with these cigarettes. Yes. So I think Red was just waiting for the first person to be like, hey, can you uh, sneak in some cigarettes for me? And it's like, that's like going to the competition for something to benefit the other person. Right. If V wants to sell cigarettes, she better figure out a way to sell matches. Exactly. And then... You've got Gloria now who who's running the kitchen and they figure out Red Red figures out, you know, she's gotta need something. Right. And I've got now a garden and I've got and so Gloria says, I want cilantro. Yes. And she says, Okay, I'll grow you cilantro. Now I grow cilantro every year and I fail. <laughs> So I'm hoping Red has had it in the past, green th- but, uh, greener thumb than I do when it comes to I can yeah, grow almost it, any other herb, but I cannot keep cilantro I think Red alive. is going to pull that one off. And I think that's a really interesting one because that is her whole motivation is, is she wants the cilantro. She's not dabbling in the other stuff. Right. So I think that tells a lot about this character. Other but stuff I, meaning... Well, I mean, marijuana or meaning? No, like, well, they're smuggling. They're smuggling stuff in. Uh, All she wants is the cilantro to make her food better. Better, yeah. She's mm-hmm. trying to be the model prisoner. Yeah. Whereas with a lot of these, it seems like they're not really trying to be the model prisoner. They're trying to get by and trying to have their life in there. She does not want to have her life in there. Mm-hmm. So she is going to be the best at what she does. So when she gets out, she can walk out with her head high. I think that's a really. Uh, important character element for her that what she wants is cilantro to help her position there and it's not about it's not like fig who's trying to help her position for herself it's about i'm making the best out of the situation and everything i do is to make that better yeah so i i can't wait to watch this play out yeah yeah the red and and v storyline but uh, and also gloria when she went to get her hair done or, you know and she saw sophia and sophia says you run the kitchen now let me give you a new look right and gloria's like just i'm just, just me yeah, just yeah. leave me Although alone there, let me there do was my a job. funny one too when, when red went to so- see sophia she got her with gummy bears. Oh yes, I loved that. <laughs> that was great. She says, "Okay, you do my hair. You, and you take care of me, and bears. I'll feed you gummy bears." That yeah. was pretty funny because once again, you know, Sophia's another one where it's like she's not doing necessarily illegal things in there. She's just doing her job the best she can. Yeah, and and <laughs> gummy bears are what's going to tweak her. If I yes. was in prison and somebody gave me gummy bears, I'd be like, "Okay, what do you want?" Yes. Anything. <laughs> I, you know, I, for me, it would probably be potato chips, and I would literally do anything. I, wow. it, it would be, it would be the candy. Because that's pretty much what happens in my real life. Yeah, if yeah. If you give me potato chips, I will, I will do anything. I like, I like the. Um, it would either be books or candy. Books or candy. Well, you can steal books from Piper. Yes. Not really steal because she's your BFF in there. Right. So Besties. it's really going to be candy that you're going to be working. <laughs> this is everybody listening to this is going to be like that girl's that annoying Piper. <laughs> right. 
I, I would I would honestly be friends with the like the the piper that doesn't do anything. I don't. It's not like I wouldn't mind doing something like sneaking in something. I'm just lazy when it comes to that. I'd be like, I don't want right. to get caught. Right. So I would just sit around and be like, how did you enjoy, like, The Giver? How did you enjoy it? Right. Yeah. Where's the gummy bears? All right, let's go to lunch. <laughs> yes. I would be the, I would try to keep it positive throughout the entire prison experience. <laughs> I would, too, while I fix everybody. I would be the counselor. I'd be sitting there. Everyone would come and sit. Uh, I'd have a steady stream of, of self-help, you know. Yes. Of, of conversations just just helping people and I would be going to every office and, and everything I did, it would be, I can fix that. <laughs> I can fix that. <laughs> like, oh, I think, I think in a lot of ways you'd end up being so-so. I know. That's what I mean. Cause you'd just be annoying. But you'd I, be if Yoga Jones and so-so came together. Oh, exactly. there you go. Exactly. You nailed her. Because I do, I do tend to, uh, even in high school, I would have, there's somebody would be crying in the bathroom. I couldn't go to class. I didn't even know the person, but I had to hear how their boyfriend was on heroin and whatever, because I couldn't leave that. I couldn't have anybody be unhappy. See, I'm part of that. If I, it depends on my day. If I would walk in and see somebody crying in the bathroom, part of me would go, oh, I wonder if I should help them. Are they hurt? And then part of me goes, I don't got time for this. I'm going, I, I'm not dealing with this. Oh, yeah. See, I don't have the other part. Yeah, I'm definitely more Piper. So I think that I'd have a little try. I would just be walking around, spending most of my time fixing. Yeah, fixing I, everything. I think you would. I don't think All anybody right. would actually know your name. They would just know the girl walking around helping. There's people. the fixer. Right, exactly. All right, I'm going to end this one. All right, because okay. I think we talked it out. Yes. Uh, and I want to get on to the next one. I'm excited for the next episode. So. Uh, you can find past episodes of this and all of our other podcasts. We've got like 30 in our lineup. We just added some new ones at our website, which is www.southgatemediagroup.com. You can find us on Tumblr and Twitter and uh, SoundCloud and iTunes and what else? Just everything. Mm -hmm. Facebook. We've got a Facebook page. Just look for either Southgate Media Group or Orange is the New Black podcast, and we're that on all of those different sources. Uh, Megan, I, I want to point out real quick, is a writer for showratings.tv, and she does reviews, and it's an awesome site. I suggest everyone go to it. You can, you can review stuff yourself. You can get in the conversation there. It's just a fabulous website, and Megan, you do an awesome job on there. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome, and uh, Martha will be happy to fix you if you write in. No, uh, and no, I don't uh, have enough hours. She's, I said if I was in prison because I wouldn't have anything else to she's do. She's starting a uh, column. She's starting yeah. her own blog. No, right, right. No. So uh, <laughs> I, I am Rob Southgate. I'm Martha Southgate. I'm Megan Haas. Thank you again for listening, everybody. And until next time, that's it. So, so long. Oh, boo. Thank you all for listening. If you would like to donate to help pay for this and other Southgate Media Group podcasts, simply go to our website, southgatemediagroup.com, and click on the Donate button. It can be as little as a dollar or, well, as much as you want. <laughs> help keep this fun going by supporting this and our other shows. Thanks again for listening, everyone. You're the best fans in the world.